can't be that bad, oh, it 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 can't be that bad. Adam Sandler, when making these movies, was thinking that they're all in the same universe. You know, there's an Adam Sandler universe before there was an MCU. Okay. Before there was like a DC extended universe. Yeah, question in the front. Did he make this known before there was an MCU and all that stuff? Because if it comes back in retrospect where he was like, yeah, you know, like when I wrote this stuff, I always thought they were kind of living in the same city. Or, although, Hmm. okay, Lamensoff. Exactly. Eric Lamensoff is a name that he uses. Well, the last name Lamensoff, they're always different. Always, I mean, what do you mean they're always different? Like sometimes it's Eric, uh, sometimes. Oh yeah, different first yeah, names. But yeah. Lamensoff exists, and eventually that family isn't all of them. Uh, Kevin James takes on the name of that character in, in Grown Ups, but they keep throwing around that last name here and there. There's like children's books that you know like, what? what i do think it outdates the mcu yeah i think he's right because like it's so easy to like okay in this scene we're gonna use a children's book the pop the puppy that lost its way which shows up in more than like two or three movies and small if, reference if there's no other unconnected movies that i believe are connected besides happy gilmore and billy madison mm. those 100 percent took place like three blocks away from each other yeah oh yeah that close like it, it is that's his cousin yeah. Happy is Billy's cousin. That's why they look alike. I, I, it's, you know, it's the same the, dad. The genes are strong, man. The genes are strong. And with strong. Rob Schneider, um, saying you can do it in both. Uh, what was the in? Oh, the longest the water yard boy? and water boy. Those two. Yes. Yeah. There might be one more, but like. Schneider showing up again. I mean, it's just small little things where Adam Sandler fans could be like, "I've seen this before. I know what you're doing here." And the fact that he's using some heavy—he's friends with heavy hitters like Steve Buscemi in this movie. Well, fantastic he, cameo. When this movie was made, Steve Buscemi was not Steve Buscemi. What was he doing? Was he not doing serious roles at all at the time? In the early '90s, he was a firefighter. Oh, so he was barely even acting. So I—I I don't know what his first role was. But I, I do I feel like they were silly roles like this with Adam Sandler, and then he was just in the business and made it work and proved you know to everybody that that's a good actor. He was a firefighter, like he was not an Whoa. actor, but he had a he has a whole life when nine eleven happened. Not to you know always turn it back to this, mm-hmm. but he went back to his the same firehouse that he worked at as a volunteer and helped you know remove rubble from from dude. The, from what the a guy! Like he, I love that man. Yeah, and then two years later he was fucking. Enoch. Yeah, Enoch from Boardwalk Empire. Like, that guy has incredible range to do silly stuff like this and then to also be in the Big Lebowski where he is silly and funny, but a little more grounded than, like, these crazy, wacky characters. I wonder if that's his first role. Maybe his, like, first early. big That's role. one of his earlier ones. I mean, that's well, no. after Airheads. Is it? Well, well, really? I think so, right? Big Lebowski? Well, what about Reservoir Dogs? Ooh, when oh does that one God. show up? That one's earlier. The, I think in that's... the Steve Buscemi filmography. I just... Shall I use the fantastic Steve Jobs machine and see what they say? You should. I think I um... know that this is an Adam Sandler movie, and we're so far only talking about Steve Buscemi. But how can you not? You know what? Adam Sandler gets his. Yeah, he we every night. Like from his wife? Are you talking about like royalties from all the movies that are constantly streaming from Netflix? Here's the thing. What? 
My fucking computer sucks. Anyways, uh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah, welcome to another episode of ICBTB Podcast. His name is Christian. And that guy's name is Alejandro. And this is It Can't Be That Bad, where we watch... Critically underrated films. And we talk about... Critically underrated films. And say that they're not... Critically underrated. So welcome, and welcome back. All right, if you clicked on this thing, you guys know what movie we're doing. We're doing a beloved Adam Sandler flick, which is actually... The highest rated Adam Sandler flick of this kind of genre. This is honestly his one of my favorite movies that yeah. he's ever done. And I will say, this movie could also be called Noses and Hair. I don't like that title. It technically can still be called that, it's but just, the wedding scene is so much got, nicer. Like, very defined noses and very defined hair. Everybody. I love the 80s. Like I this, I, the fashion here. And like I said in the last episode, did not realize this was a period piece until wow. this rewatch. I have really... Just thought it was a contemporary. Because it was made in the late 90s, so they went back a decade to really... Why did they go back into the 80s? Were like, were wedding singers really that much more prevalent? To, or? Make, to make the joke... Yeah, because DJs, I assume... Took over the after we, that. The wedding DJ took over a lot when CDs became very prevalent, when they didn't have to lug around a bunch of vinyl. Because I assume at that time in the 80s, hiring a wedding DJ would have been more expensive than a band. Yeah. Because a band brings five members in their shit. Five members with a limited repertoire, as opposed to someone that could just play any music from anywhere. Now. Now. But I think at that time, the wedding singers had to sing. Like, look at Adam Sandler's range in singing in this I, It's everything. My... That's how wedding singers... Are, like, that's... Yes. That's how you are as a wedding yeah, singer. Yeah, dude. I know, and I know. Look. Let's talk about it. You'll say that this movie isn't, like, a part of your soul, but this movie is part of your DNA. It definitely is. I, there's so much I connect with, and I think it's because I love Adam Sandler movies. Easy, digestible rom-coms and silly sometimes, right? Uh, silly all the time. But with this one, what I love is that it's much more charming. It's a little more grounded, and it's the the music in here. It was so successful that it actually had two soundtracks two. come out of it. Two volumes of a soundtrack. Yeah, man. And... Adam Sandler's I voice. I almost paid for one of them. I would pay for one of them for you. I haven't paid for music in like 52 years. This is the time to do it, man. Fuck well, LimeWire. I'm sure I could find it cheaper. <laughs> uh, but with this, like, the third song already was That's All. Uh, when he's singing at the bar mitzvah, because he doesn't want to do weddings anymore because his heart is broken. And he sings That's All, which is like such a big piece of my soul because that's a Nat King Cole song that I listened to. I had such a tough time trying to find the original version of that cover. Uh-huh. Uh, in fact, for like two days, I was listening to the Genesis song, Interesting. That's All, which is a way different song. <laughs> Completely different. And I was listening not... to him being like, this isn't any of the words that Adam Sandler sang. You really changed the melody in this one. And then somehow I got to the um, That's All I Ask of You song that's <laughs> from Phantom of the Opera with Josh Groban was doing a cover is... with some other. And then that was really into Phantom of the Opera. Like Phantom of the Opera now is like top of my search on my Apple Music. You're not uh, even doing research for this movie anymore. Just like now I'm now I'm thinking the next movie we do is the Phantom of the Opera movie. You almost watched the wrong movie because, for this episode. Because you know who is the Phantom? Who? Gerard Butler. That's right. I forgot. And you know who's the boyfriend who doesn't make it? Who? Patrick Wilson, the guy from all of the uh, co but, uh the Conjuring, the Conjuring movies. movies. What? That's crazy, man. You went. Yeah. This is a crazy tangent from the wedding singer, and the fact that you got that deeply lost. You know what? Thank you, Adam Sandler, because now I've refound my love for late '90s musical <laughs> theater and 
rock operas. They made a musical from this movie, actually, The Wedding Singer. Yeah, it didn't even last a year. Real quick, I know everyone is used to seeing Adam Sandler sing silly songs on SNL with like a weird voice. Oh, but he still here, sings silly songs in this movie with yeah. a silly voice. No, but like when he's actually trying, when he sings That's All, it's very, very good. Also, I was very surprised at how little of this film takes place in a wedding. Yep. I mean, they have almost like no wedding. Like the beginning and the end. That's about it. The end isn't even him being a wedding singer, though. Steve Buscemi, they bring him back. I'm glad to see that Steve Buscemi got his shit together and is now a wedding singer at the end of the movie. Based on how John Lovitz is as a wedding singer. Oh, he was a fantastic addition to the cameos. We watched a movie called The Wedding Singer. It is rated PG-13 and it was released February 13th. 1998. Ooh, well placed. Thank you. For all those Thank romantics you. out right. there. That's right. It was going to be a fall release in 97. They're like, nah. But New Line Cinema was like, I think we should make this. For the lovebirds. For you, buddy. Oh, my God. If I was, well, how old was I here? Well, I was five years old. I would not have been able to comprehend Your what was girlfriend, going on. In, when you were five, loved this date. When I was five, she loved this date. Yeah, you took her to the movies and you guys sat there and <laughs> held hands. And I'm five years old, taking my three-year-old girlfriend shared there. Shared a box of Skittles. And yeah. Dude, no. I there's no way I could even Hang on. comprehend words to buy a ticket to the wedding singer, a PG-13 movie. Why is five-year-old Christian dating a three-year-old? Melissa. If oh, I'm thinking okay, five-year-old, okay, three-year-old okay, Melissa. Okay, okay, everybody. I didn't realize. I'm that. assuming I'm dating Melissa in this good, weird good, baby good, good, dating good, good. universe. Yes. Didn't I didn't. I wasn't there yet. I get it now. <laughs> I get it now. I'm here. I'm there. You're I'm making good. it sound like it's weird that you're dating a younger chick, bro. I don't know. I'm in well, kindergarten. I'm five and three. She's a preschool. I'm five and three. It's weird. Now it makes sense if it's you and Melissa. <laughs> it's not like we have different maturity levels. It's like if we're in alternate universe, baby universe. <laughs> makes sense. Where yes, now I get it. Okay. okay. So sorry. I And honestly... I'm sorry to Christian in a couple of days when he has to edit this. <laughs> uh, it has a runtime of one hour, 35 minutes, or 95 minutes. It has a 6.9 out of 10 of IMDb, which mm-hmm. I think is the funniest rating IMDb can give. It has a 69% on Rotten Tomatoes, which Stop. I think is the funniest. They're not all 69s, are they? Well. You're kidding. And on Facebook, it has a 4 out of 5. Okay. Uh, would you like to guess what percentage of Google users approve of this film? 90. 90. <laughs> And then Karen's over here. She's got a microphone that she's not going to use, but she'll pull it down and say. 69. <laughs> That's good. That's good. She learns well. For she's, the bit. Yeah. 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 It's 90%. Ooh. Wait. Right on the dot? On the nose. Got it. Yeah. Good job. Good Hell job. Yeah. Uh, synapses coming at you. Right at you. <clears throat> and here's the first punch in the stomach. Set in 1985. <laughs> Adam Sandler plays a nice guy with a broken heart who's stuck in one of the most romantic jobs in the world, a wedding singer. He loses all hope when he's abandoned at the altar by his fiance. He meets a young woman named Julia who enlists his help to plan her wedding. He falls in love with her and must win her over before she gets married. Uh, It had a budget of $18 million. Okay, okay. Would you like to guess how much it made in its? I box? think it was a wild success. I don't think um, Happy Madison Productions were made yet, but no. I think he's still rolling off of the success from Billy Madison, right? Uh, and I, Happy I, is Happy Gilmore before this. 
I think so. And so with that, everyone wants to see this Adam Sandler flick. He is think I think he's still in SNL when this is going on, or did no? He he just was, leave? I believe he was only in SNL for two seasons. Whoa! Very yeah, short he left stand. pretty quick. Uh, but it's the Sandman. It's Drew Barrymore. Like people knew what was going how on. How can you not? Yeah. So they February thirteenth. Think about how think about how many Valentine's Day couples were like, "What are we gonna watch? Fucking Predator Nine or I'm gonna Adam say." Sandler. Uh, Predator 9 but in 1998 um, I'm going to go with 80 million dollars Karen you want to pull that mic down and guess a number what was the budget 18 million uh, 120 whoa it made 123.3 million dollars you were so close that's why I totally just guessed that because I'm so bad at that I went for something lower because it was like the late 90s still and I didn't know if that and was it's normal to gross for a rom-com it's the sandman drew barrymore bro dude the barrymore's you... have been raking in money since the vaudeville days bro mm, they know true, what they're doing true they and know... I, I bet you the trailer shows a lot of him singing too and they're just like i actually want to see adam That's sandler the only part of adam sandler i like is yeah, yeah. and then you watch this movie and you're like there's just a lot of him being like kind of an asshole broken heart douche He's only, he's not a super, he's no, he's very nice and sensitive. He's just a little emo. He ruins multiple weddings. Okay, maybe because he went back to work a little too soon, which I think he acknowledges was it's a mistake. It's actually his friend's fault. Yes, he was just, come on, come on, dude, let's do it's, this wedding. It's grandma's boy's fault. Yes, Alan Covert. Alan his Covert. buddy. I've never known his name. Mm-hmm. Alan it's, uh, Covert. He, I, I love, love his character. I love Alan Covert. He's fantastic in this. He I comes, love his jacket, I love his glove, I love his mustache. the party in the Michael Jackson getup. In, the, in a thriller, red leather jacket, He's complete a, with a sequence glove. His only job in town is being a limo driver. He's the only limo driver in town. <laughs> Which I didn't realize is like a solidified occupation. It's a, make money first of all, it's a small town that they hint at a couple of times. Yeah. But the best part about it is when they make, and I know we're jumping around, but fuck you, new people. Why don't say that? I'm sorry, new people. Stick around. Alan Gilbert has to do like a limo driver <laughs> obstacle course. <laughs> Adam Sandler's timing him. He's just like, sometimes I like to be a dick with him and give a hard time. And he comes back and stops. He's like, how'd I do? And they're like, you hit two cones. Yeah. That could have been two guests at the wedding. And he's like, yeah, but they were, they were cones. The way he says that is the best fucking delivery ever. That's my um, personality. They're cones. That's man. the personality I want to make me. Even though like they're saying like, yeah, he's got the job. He's your best friend. Of course he's he has got a job. the job. Yeah, of course. But like what situation do you have to be to do this like speed trial run of with the limo None. where you're stuffing the bride and groom who are mannequins in this situation. Throwing them in. Yeah. Breaking them apart in the back seat and figuring it out. Well, if you were a limo driver, I would do that to you. I So the first wedding that he performs at the, yeah. is where Steve Buscemi is at being the drunk brother and Best man. we get to meet the, like the important characters of the wedding band we don't get to know there's like the old guy in the back is the drummer we don't know his story his character's name we don't know the bass player all we know is that it's Adam Sandler and uh, what's what's her name uh, one of the Arquettes Alexis Arquette is it Alexis Arquette it is um, Alexis Arquette because I did do a deep dive on that one nice playing, on playing George Yes, based on Boy George. Uh, based on Boy George and playing all of the instruments. And only singing one song. <sighs> Do you really want to hurt I, me? So I love that she does 
that song, and when she finishes and Adam Sandler's not back, she just repeats it, which I think is a hilarious <laughs> joke. It ends? And she literally does this signal that you see in bands, like, all right, run it one more time. And then even better is later on in the movie when she does get another chance to sing, she does the... Yeah. And then goes right into it again, and, and it's like, oh my god. She's, why again? And why also, that's out of a song? She's also an incredible musician, because she plays not only the clarinet... The but trombone. she plays the trombone. I believe she plays a flute at one point. She's playing the piano. Piano. She can sing. That first wedding is so cute because he makes this speech uh, to make up for Steve Buscemi being a drunkard at that wedding, right? And he's like, I'm going to get married. I'm in, currently engaged to my fiance. And like, he, you see the light in his eyes. And you can see, I find Adam Sandler so charming in this movie because he's, this is like him still trying. He's and like he, trying to make a good movie. And he's and and from the character's point of view, he's speaking from the heart. Yeah. He's just saying the things that he's trying to get across. He's still in this like it's how movies start, right? Where you're in this perfect world and everything's great and he's like in love with Linda and everything's perfect. Yeah. He's singing songs and it was great. And then as the movie progresses, we find out that he's actually like a failed rock star and that Linda hates him and you know, she There's actually a lot of like depth to his character, right? They're almost always is like yeah because like even though he's still acting like adam sandler they have all these kind of fleshed out backstories that make them a little different from each other even the way he interacts with julia when he meets her for the first time outside and he's taking care of that drunk kid at that first wedding yeah their interaction is so cute and there's something so so charming about drew barrymore and like how she interacts with him and like they're not breaking any rules they're not flirting with each other they're just very sweet and understanding each other right it's the cutest bob haircut i've ever seen in my life i love her haircut i'd like her like they have arguably the best romantic chemistry in any of the rom-coms that i've seen with adam sandler more than like jennifer aniston what, what say you I, I agree. That's why every time they do a movie together, it's a slam out of the park. Mm-hmm. Except for Blended. That one didn't do too well. Only one I haven't seen. You know Only what? Only one. Save yourself. <laughs> really? <laughs> Thanks. Um, I think he did fantastic acting in this. One of the best examples of that is when he sings the song that he writes for Linda. Somebody right? Kill Me? That. That, which, like, obviously it's funny because it's so outrageous, but when he's actually screaming, and really good singing. And also, one of my favorite lines about that is, like, uh, when I wrote this song, I was listening to a lot of The Cure. Yeah. So, like, he just goes, she was like, okay. (laughs) And it's super soft. (laughs) But, like, so, I think it sounded so good. It's Adam Sandler's a decent singer and a funny vocalist. By the time he's screaming there... You see his eyes water, and I think that's legitimate acting. And at the same time, you see Drew Barrymore's eyes dry up because they're crying in the beginning because she thinks it's like a love song. Yeah. And then uh, as he goes into the somebody kill me, she's like. I don't think it scares her away. I think as much as we might believe that a scary, aggressive song like that would scare them away, this is why they're perfect for each other because she was able to see the hurt. The hurt, the art, like I, I've, I've tried to write songs mm. in the past, and I've noticed that it was easier for me to write songs before Melissa, because it's easier to write songs when you're hurt. But in eight years of just like you know, obviously I'm gonna marry this girl. If you didn't watch the last episode, I'm engaged. Um, and 
That's not how you do it. <laughs> what? Don't blow over it like that. I will not <laughs> let that happen. Okay, if you didn't watch the last episode, I proposed and I'm engaged and I this movie was the perfect timing to think about like I don't know, to get me in the mood for weddings and whatnot. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Nice. Uh a little emotional right now. But yes, it's uh that's why I think it worked. He he you see him hurt and she's smiling and she's like understanding this man's flaws yeah. and being transparent with those flaws. For sure. Right? Well, and, she's there for him and not just for him in a, you know, momentary sense, but like I mean, it's cute the whole montage of them planning the wedding. Wait, real quick, John Lovett after that sneaks through the curtain. He just pops out of the curtain. <laughs> So this man's a psychopath. So that <laughs> not reap and, all the benefits, and I'm reaping all the benefits. And before that, and my my favorite part about all of that is the curtain closes in front of him. Yeah, but you know that part wasn't in the script, and yeah. that was just John Lovitz holding the curtain, <laughs> bringing it back. I hear in the comedy community, like I was listening to this podcast with Conan O'Brien, David Spade, and. Who uh Dana Carvey nice. and they're all talking about John Lovitz and how he is in person and he's exactly the same. <laughs> I would I would literally murder people to see John Lovitz. <laughs> to just have a conversation with him. I would murder like children to meet John Lovitz. Supposedly he's the type of guy that will like extend his hand just so you can see his Rolex. To flex in front of his celebrity Hello, friends. everybody. Yeah, hi, I'm John Lovitz. How are um, you doing? <laughs> I do think the least amount of acting he ever did is, and you guys can look, the, look this up, is the SNL sketch where he plays... Um, uh, Who's the character? Pablo Picasso. <laughs> Stop. He does? And he's like at a coffee shop and they're like, uh, Mr. Picasso, you have to pay your bill now. And he's like, oh yeah, no problem. <laughs> oh, he just drives... I'm Picasso. <laughs> he is... I miss him. He needs to be in more things. And in Rat Race? Yes. When he steals Hitler's car? Yes. <laughs> and he gets ink on his upper lip. And he like... Lipstick. Has a, it's black lipstick. Black lipstick on his upper lip. He burns S his tongue? Sw yeah, swallows the cigarette lighter. So he's like... Ah, ah, ah. And, it's, uh, and then like something happens with his hand. So it looks like he's doing a, a Sig Heil. It is wild. John Lovitz, please come back. John Lovitz, please come on to our show. And seeing, what was it, Ladies Night? Because this is Ladies Night. What a repulsive performance, man. Honestly, are you going to sing Ladies Night at a wedding? You are a former wedding singer. Yes. Would you ever play songs like It's Raining Men? I would, would love to actually sing, sing that. Would you sing a song like It's Ladies Night? Would you sing a song like All the Single Ladies? Yes, if specifically requested beforehand. I'm not just going to like learn that. To have in my back pocket because the chances are slim. Those are your closers, bro. <laughs> really? <laughs> After like a nice Celine Dion power ballad. And uh... <laughs> yeah, dude. And then just end it with ladies night. They'd mm. be like, they would not pay me at the end of the night anymore. <laughs> That's why I always get paid up front. Ooh. Which I think is a big mistake in this whole movie. Oh, is that what? He doesn't get paid up front? I don't actually know. They never see money transfer hands. I'm just upset that Linda thinks that he's crappy for being a wedding singer like yeah he's not making that much money but like look oh. at the effect that he has on these people 
Linda's a stone cold bitch. bitch. She's actually like the worst kind of person ever. Also, totally wearing a wig. Doesn't look that's good. That's a David Bowie haircut that she should not be. No, that's that's a fucking like Guns N' Roses haircut, but in Burnett, mm-hmm. it's it's not okay. That girl looks like she's on something and might die soon. Did you see those eye bags? She's on I'm a Woman in the 80s. <sighs> what a... And the fact that she didn't show up to the altar was fucking devastating. She didn't even write the note to yeah no she adam sandler she gave it to uh she left it she left it somewhere and then her mom found it and then gave Gave it it to a friend who who brought it to him at the altar never came back again thousands of dollars on that wedding i would say at least Mm -hmm. and you see his eyes water up he goes into that like little room and just starts breaking shit smash that went that mirror yeah as he should and like just goes into this deep depression i like his uh siblings though Who's his like weird brother that has like? So that's not that's his brother-in-law. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Because uh, that's um Frankie Carbone from Goodfellas. That's how, where I recognize him from, man. What so, a crazy cameo to have. It's good to be. Uh, no, he actually no really wanted to be in this film, and uh, uh, I, what I learned about him because again I fell into that deep dark hole is he sued The Simpsons for like two hundred and fifty million dollars. Is it because they made a character that was pretty much him? And uh, he lost. Well, yeah, because it was parody. It's the parody, judge ruled man. it as parody. Who's your well, favorite cameo in this? Oh, uh, John Lovitz. Okay, yeah, that's it, it. Has to be. It has to be John Lovitz. It's There's... between Steve Buscemi and John Lovitz for me. Buscemi's great. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but I, John Lovitz. I forgot for... how funny this film was. I know how much you love this film. I know you you know this film was funny. Yeah, I forgot I'm how glad. funny this. I think I said to Karen multiple times, "This movie's consistently hilarious. funny." Yeah, consistently funny and. It's ridiculous and silly, but whatever. It it's yep. all in a in this pokeball of right. wedding singer world, <laughs> and I'm all for it. I the bar mitzvah was awesome. He got a fat kid to dance with Julia. Great for the kid's confidence, but I will say, a bit too That's far. That's the kid from Matilda who eats the cake. Oh, man, those are the only roles he could land. <laughs> I think he's winning. He gets to eat a giant chocolate cake and fondle Drew Barrymore's butt. I guess he was living life at 13 years old. That's pretty badass. He died at 14. Stop. Yeah, Don't. suicide by cop. Stop. Why do you always say that? He's probably alive and well. We'll do research. He probably lost a lot he of weight. He is. When they did the Matilda reunion, he was there. That's why I'm not afraid to make that Was joke. there a Matilda reunion and you saw him? Yeah, they all got back together because okay. they're all like 30 now. Um, the old lady I liked in this movie too. The one who gives them meatballs in exchange for singing lessons? Pays in two giant meatballs. She raises it to three. Oh, yeah. He gets a raise later. And I like seeing her come back. It made me emotional to see her sing at her 50th wedding anniversary, the song that she was practicing. practicing. Yeah. Really did that. You know, that's true love. If you were married for 50 years, what song would you sing at the anniversary? I mean, it would have to. I would. uh, A song that meant a lot to me, Melissa. That means a lot to me, Melissa. I could think of a good few. I'd pick a song that came out in year one of that 50 year. And so like, no matter what it was, it'd be like, you know, oh, the night cute. I'm loving you. Oh, it would be ooh, yeah, something ooh. modern at that point. <laughs> something that reminds you of like a, of a senior, senior prom or something. I like how she uh, uh, raps at the end too. Yeah, that was right actually, afterwards. you know what? I actually didn't like that. But you know what? I was thinking in 98, that probably was still really funny. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's also, yeah, it's an Adam Sandler joke for sure, but like kudos to this 99-year-old woman like getting up there. That actress who's been working probably in the industry for 60 years? For a long time. Yeah. Yeah, a well-seasoned actress. She's the only other person 
to appear on the soundtrack. Kiss Adolf Hitler. Oh. What? Whoa. Jar. We need that jar. <laughs> I, 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 one of these days. Yeah, I owe that one. That one I'll pay. Um, you have a favorite part? The, that's, all, that's all is a great cover. Yeah. I'm a little let Scene. down that there wasn't more wedding singing. No. For a movie called The Wedding Singer. I'm fine with that. No, I yeah, mean, well, Caddyshack takes place entirely on a golf course. Okay. <laughs> you want this to take place with at least five weddings? Well, I mean, at? maybe like have the climax at a wedding. You know what I mean? There's still a bunch of events. Maybe like have a wedding singing tournament. Did you like that it ended on an airplane and not a wedding? Uh, I like that it ended with Billy Idol. Yeah, okay, other than Billy Idol, that's an easy just like let's throw a, a celebrity in there to make this even more. It's like, hey, who's on set today at Warner Brothers Studios? And they're like, is I that think, Billy Idol? I think Billy Idol's here today. How relevant was he in the late nineties? Like, um, he... not, but in eighty five when this movie takes place, which is why they got him. I think that's how it goes. I just love. Also, what? hang on before we move on. You know, Billy Idol met Adam Sandler once. And Adam Sandler was like, hey, if ever I write a movie, you think you want to be in it? And Billy was like, oh, yeah, yeah sure. And then he went to the next table. And wow. then, like, years later, he had his manager call his manager, call his manager. And they just end, what, shot for one day. That's it. Yeah. Was hey, not there for are it. you free for three hours? Are you in Hollywood right now? We're just going to shoot this airplane it's, scene real quick. We won't even have anybody else there. We will cut you into it. But I loved it, dude. Like, it's a, I like how he takes the PA system in, on the airplane. I don't know what PA stands for. Well, already public announcement, I think, right? We know some stuff. You do. Thank you. Uh, I just love the ridiculousness of romantic comedies where, of course, he gets a first-class plane ticket on the same plane well, where Christian, Julia is. Not a, no, that's not rom-com coincidence. What? There's only one plane leaving to Vegas. Oh, that's the next realistic. One's not, the next one's not until 8 a.m. Christian, didn't you hear what that guy who's a big fan of Flock of Seagulls Wait, said? Why Why did he have that haircut? Because he's a fan of Flock of Seagulls. But like, what? That's do what the, sing, the singer has hair like that. I mean, I've never seen fans really emulate that. Well, I mean. I like how he's like, you like, hey, you a Flock of Seagulls fan? I can it's tell like, you are. Yeah, he's like, uh, no, not really, but I can tell you are. <laughs> and he has to get uh, borrow the credit card from Alan Covert to pay for the first class ticket. And what does he say to him? Uh, he says, if you don't do it, then I'm going to tell everyone what you said at the bar. And so he gives it over. What did he say at the bar? Just him being transparent about his feelings? He like gave a weird description of why Israel shouldn't be a part of the world. That's not what he said at all. <laughs> You're changing this movie, and it's upsetting me. I think Alan Covert might be Jewish, too, actually. I mean, I think... This is actually all libel. This is all conjuncture. Parody. Can you put that thing in right here, the parody thing? Yeah, parody. I got that. Thank you. You have that saved on Final <laughs> it's Cut? It's super easy to just throw Thank in Thank God. There. I liked that bar scene, too, with uh, the, the old, old guy. The old man? Yeah. Is that Blue from... Um... Yeah, I think so. That From old school? Yeah. I think that's him. I feel like he'd be really good at like any film that takes place in the Civil War three years later. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite person on set? Come back to me. I have like uh, okay. two people floating in my mind. <laughs> oh, do you not have one ready? No, I do. Uh, but how about we go to the other one? <laughs> what do you rate this film? <laughs> I'm going to give it a good uh, four out of five. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I just, you're, you're good. Thank you. Thank you. I think Adam I, Sandler, <laughs> if we're ever going to talk about it. Oh, my so we're just going to go right back to it? Okay, yeah, I guess I'm not going to ask you later. Said, well, who's the best person on set award? Yeah, Adam Sandler. I mean, yes. it's, it's, come on. It's, 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 I know it's an easy it's an easy giveaway, but yeah, yeah. he does really kill it here. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna give my rating, and I'll be honest, 
was dragging my feet to do this on the show. I know. Clearly. I know. You've been trying to avoid A mistake. But this is a great time for us to do it. Yeah. It fits in. I knew it was going to be a big deal. One of the things that I did always say, I knew this movie was a big deal to you. We should save it for when we got a big deal to talk about. Now we got a big deal to talk about. Boom. Boom, bada, bay, boom, bada, boom. Uh, My best person on set award is Alan Covert. Nice. I just can't get enough of the mustache, of the mullet, of the red leather jacket, of his really intense, deep emotional rip and with women that he has and thus becomes such a bad, jaded, cocooned man who is just waiting for somebody to open him up to be a butterfly, much like I was before I met Karen. He, oh, whoa, you are Alan Covert. Wow, that's cute. Karen, wow, that's some good brownie points there, baby. He is a fleshed out character. He said growing up, he looked up to characters like Fonzie. And he was just like, guess what happened to Fonzie? They're 50 years old and still hitting on girls. Do you want to be that guy? No one wants to see that. No one wants to be that guy. But you know what? What? I had that reaction at one point, too. You know who my heroes were? Who? Barney Stinson. Barney Stinson. Yeah, yep. Joey. Fatone. Yep. And Joey Tribbiani. <laughs> and look what happened to some of those spinoffs. Joey Fatone has, he's the host of Unwrapped. That's true. Okay, I'm talking about Joey Tribbiani. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Got canceled. No one wants to see that. He got canceled? No, his show his got show canceled. His show got canceled. Yeah. Wow, that word has changed meaning in our lifetime. Um, what do you rate it? I give it a four out of five. Wow, that's actually really solid for you to I give should a Sandler not have dra- flick. I should not have dragged my feet on this one. This is the best Adam Sandler film that he's made. Yes. There are really good, really funny other Adam Sandler films, but this one, as the ACU, yeah. ASCU, <laughs> Adam yeah. Sandler Cinematic Universe, this one is the, uh, this one is the Avengers. If you, wow, that's a good way to freaking put it. I just think it's... um. The acting that is actually put into this like dumb, silly film, like really good. Like I love the moments where Chris. Oh, how have we not talked about Christine Taylor? I love Christine Taylor. Fat crush on her ever since Dodgeball, even though Dodgeball came out after this. What? That is okay. That's what she's from. Yeah, Ben Stiller's ex-wife. Yep, I love her. And like, there's a moment where she's trying to be with. It's because I've heard that a lot of great moments in this movie occur when she's talking to Julia saying, hey, you're going to have to figure out your kiss when you're up there on the altar. Like you can't. What are you going to do? Church tongue? What's church tongue like? I still don't know what church tongue is. That scene was a little weird where she was like, why don't you guys kiss? That is kind of weird. That's kind of out of pocket. You probably shouldn't do that with someone that's a fiance, right? No, she really pushed that into it. And then in response to it, her reaction is, what if I kissed him? Yeah, that was like, Robbie's like really cute, right? And then her whole like reasoning, even when she's about to kiss Robbie or yeah. Adam Sandler, she's like, um, you remember that kiss you had with another girl? And he's just like, my mind's like all over the place. I just really want to have that kiss with you. And he's like, I'm actually like going through like a mental breakdown right now. So like, I can't I'm remember like, it. different like antidepressants <laughs> and like my mom just came home and I don't really know. She's just like, why don't we try? Let me refresh your memory. And then like she goes at it and she was like, that was really hot. And he's like, yeah. He's like, so Julia stays at Glenn's all the time? And she's like, yeah, why? Not all, no. Not all the time. Not all the time. And he's like, okay. And she's like, oh my God. I never saw it until now. You have a thing for Julia. 
Just yeah, like, that thing's called a penis. Uh, no, he's thinking with his heart and not with his genitals, man. His heart on. Yeah, no, he's not. His he's sleeve. Ve- yes, his heart on the sleeve. His dick sleeve. Stop. I hate jar. We're going to get you a freaking jar, man. You get a jar too, but every time you have to put a dollar in the jar, it's for every time you You're struggling. are a... <laughs> Christian, do you have anything you want to say? I know this movie means a lot to you. Anything you want to say to maybe... Anything you want to say to Melissa? Um, Melissa, I love you with all of my heart, and I'm excited for our future. Now, what about your fiance? What? Stop. What the heck, man? Yo, what the heck? Wait up. There's some honorable mentions that I have to say about this movie before we do in the episode because I love it that much. Hit me. F- fuck Glenn. He's an asshole. He's calling women's asses by calling them uh, grade A meat. Disgusting. And he is a weird-looking guy that... He looks like a cartoon character. That's not a real human. I'm not going to defend Glenn. And uh, he's an asshole. Yes. To Julia. To everybody. And his last name sucks. Julia Gulia. What? Which is the which it's is the funniest writing. part to me in my in the whole movie. The best joke in the whole movie is when Julia finally realizes she doesn't want to marry Glenn. Is the first time she says hi. My name is Julia Gulia. And she starts crying. She's like, this is ridiculous. And she gets herself composed and she looks in the mirror and it is the cutest thing. She says, hi, everyone. I'm Mrs. Robbie Hart. And the uh, Drew Barrymore's acting with that is so cute because she just lights up her eyes. are She's so happy. She says, thank you for coming to our wedding. And in rom-com fashion, or the, of course, he's walking by her window and sees her happy in a wedding dress when she's talking about them being together. I would like to do one thing. If we're going to wrap up the episode, I want you to look into the camera. And I want you to say, my name is Christian Middleton. Thank you for coming. No. And just give it the That's best. That's why I'm, I'm going to cry. Give it the best, like, I'm going to cry. It's attempt. like, I'm, I might as well say Julia Gulia. Just give it the best attempt. <laughs> I might as well say Julia Give Gulia. it the best attempt of, like, if we were getting married and you had to say hi to people at the wedding, right, how would you do it? <laughs> no. No. You just you... got to give it to him right now. Just try, just you try. say Alejandro Baltazar first. Okay. okay. You want me to go first? Yeah, sure. <clears throat> So here's the first table we go to. Will you hold my hand? What? These these are not the conditions. We're Why married. are they changing? Oh, everything. Life changes, bitch. Oh, fuck um, you. We're getting a divorce, bitch. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm sorry, babe. Sorry you had to see that. Hi. My name's Alejandro Baltazar. Oh, flamboyant. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I don't. I you is, know what? I don't know where that came from, but well, it's very natural too. Obviously, did, you're the bride. Did. Who's gonna be who? I've thought, but we're both in suits, right? We're both men. Yeah, that's but the whole point. I don't know. You got super flamboyant there. Hi, my name's Alejandro Baltazar, be and happy I'm running for governor. Yeah, of California. What is this? What are you? This is Just, not a political message. Let me hear you do yours then. Sorry, I wouldn't lick my lips at a table. Please, please. <laughs> at a wedding table. <laughs> well, Christian must really be hungry at his own wedding. Like he's just salivating over my. Your cake. mom just looks at your dad. And she's like, "What the fuck was that?" Going on? <laughs> okay, okay. Hi, I'm. <laughs> Hi, I'm Christian. <laughs> okay, okay. Hi, 
I'm Alejandro Baltazar. This sounds like a commercial. Ah! <laughs> hey guys, welcome. I'm Alejandro Baltazar, and uh, I'm so happy you guys came. You must be Christine, Christian's cousin. <laughs> Don't laugh at my cousin. That's fucked up. I'm sorry. It's, she's wearing a funny hat. Hi. I'm Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. Sorry, I was thinking about the Julia Gulia part. I was thinking about the Julia Gulia part. Hi. I'm Mr. Fuck it. I'm Christian Baltazar and I love who I am. Keeping my last name. You're keeping all of that in because you called yourself Mrs. No. Yeah. Just roll, just one. Say Christian Middleton. No. <laughs> that was hard for me to get out, honestly. Christian, it's a lot of Christian content. Middleton. Come on, just hi, mm. my name. Hi, my name's Samantha Bingings. Bingings is a much that's easy to say. It's a fake person. My name's Samantha. Cox, what's your name? Hi there. My name's, my name's Christian Milton. See, it's easy to go when you go. You know. Yeah, because I'm in a character, but when I'm trying to really say it as okay. my, Let me try to act. Let yeah. me try to act. No, no, okay. Hi. Yeah. Hey, thanks for coming to our wedding. Um, You must be Alex's younger sister. <laughs> Crazy you that I'm meeting your younger sister. My sister, yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Thanks for coming to the wedding. Me and Christian are so happy. Being a Baltazar is going to be one of the best highlights of my life. Thinking to myself that I get a not just a family like you guys, but a second family that's going to love me as much as my own. And it's so nice to have Alejandro take my last name. But as a trade-off, I took his last name. So we don't have the same. We're just switching last names because uh, I'm Christian Middleton. <laughs> Does everything have to be a joke, babe? I, I can't. <laughs> You can't get married? I can't. This is tough. This, You did really good, though. I've, I put you through enough. Thank you. That you was visibly tough. visibly sweating. Yeah, that was tough. But if I was going to do it, you had to do it first. It has to be an equal transaction. You know I can't what? just be out here doing silly stuff, and you're not. I would also take your middle name if we got married. I have a nice middle name. Alejandro Evelyn Baltazar. Stop. Not Evelyn. It's Tiano. Teano. All right. You got anything else? I'm, I'm really happy for you, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I thank you guys, baddies. I thank you for everything, for making this life a little bit better for me. Um, and um, don't expect a wedding anytime soon. That shit's expensive. No, that's like, what? That's expensive. Don't keep that part in. For Mel's sake, don't keep that part in. No, she knows. She, we want to buy a home first. I'll keep it in. And okay, be good, neighbors good, with good, us. Good, good, yeah, good, we're going to try to be neighbors with you guys. Yeah, good. neighbors. All right, everyone say bye. Communication is the bye. key. Bye. Bad.